Hey, this is Josh Berkey, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you so much for tuning in to episode 143 of Chasing Dreams. Today's episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters. Thanks to all of you guys for being rock stars. I am grateful and humbled by your support. For more information on our Patreon campaign and or if you'd like to donate a dollar a month to help keep the show going, you can learn more at amyj21.com slash Patreon. In honor and recognition of Mental Health Awareness Month, because it is still May, I have someone you guys are going to want to meet. So continue the celebration. Please meet Josh Berkey, a.k.a. Captain Nostalgia. He is the host behind the podcast Victims and Villains. As a survivor of depression and addiction, Josh aims to break stigma of mental health issues through conversation and relationships of pop culture. He lives in Pennsylvania with his wife and two cats and his tag phrase or catchphrase, if you will, that really caught my eye and, and was the reason why I wanted him on the show is talk nerd, talk hope, speak nothing else. And so definitely keep listening, guys. It's a fun conversation. And so without further ado, here it is. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for joining the show at this late night. Appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. I'm always flexible. It's funny because you're a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. We were both in Philly. We never crossed paths. But it's still a small world because, you know, my friends, Jeff and Kristen, who were on the show previously, episode 34, And they had nothing but good things to say about you. So I'm really glad we were able to get you for Mental Health Awareness Month. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. I I love those dudes. The silly talks and and prison dad. Great stuff. Now, it's not often that I hear about. I, I mean, I've heard of podcasts that talk about nerd stuff, for lack of a better term, you know, comic books and whatnot. But you actually also talk about mental health in that. Was that an intentional mesh of topics for you? Uh, So originally when we had created the podcast, I was kind of going through a season of depression because I had this salary job in my work. I had one bad day, as the Joker puts it, and I got demoted and went through this kind of like pride and like depression for lack of a better word. And I started getting into podcasts and I convinced my best friends to start this podcast with me. And originally we just got together talked about film and comic books and the TV. And about six months into it, uh, or probably about three or four months into it, sorry, I felt this conviction from God that I had been given this platform to talk about stuff, but I wasn't, you know, doing it, make a difference. And this was July and September was national suicide uh, awareness prevention month. And we kind of came together to do 
this suicide special to talk about the to take our normal format but break them up with topics of bringing having people come on and share their story of overcoming depression and suicide and anxiety and self-harm and addiction and it was meant to be this one-off thing and it just stuck we got such positive feedback from it that it just it stuck and it it really set us apart from a lot of the other, like you're talking about, you know, you've heard of uh, podcasts that, that deal with, you know, nerd news or nerd topics or pop culture, but you've never heard of this, this marriage between the two. And that was really what, what we felt like set us apart. But we were also engaging and having conversations and bringing forth conversations that we've really felt like were lacking. And in, I'm not sure if you are in the comic book culture or the comic con world, but a wonderful uh, place to be it, it is and but i felt i found when i was starting to kind of get to know these creators or these fans that they came to these fandoms as an escape from real world as an escape from you know suicide or depression it's like well, okay if, if all these things run rampant and bring you to these fandoms in the first place why is no one telling you that there's hope I just don't want telling you that there's a reason to hold on. And so that was kind of the, the mission statement that we had going forward. And it was another podcast that we are friends with the retro rewind guys that challenged us to kind of take a hold of, you know, our identity as a podcast. And, you know, that's where talk nerd, talk hope and speak nothing else comes from. So it's interesting that you mentioned that it's an escape. I never put the two together. But one of the things I found, um, I've been to NY, New York Comic Con, I've been to San Diego Comic Con, and the one thing I have always found amongst both of those is if everyone attended a Comic Con, whether it's San Diego, New York, or maybe one of the other ones even, the world would be a better place because there is just nothing but support and kindness and happiness and just positivity there. Uh, is, Is it the same at the Philadelphia Comic Con? We just covered the Philadelphia Comic Con not that long ago, uh, but the majority of the cons that we've covered, we've covered Pop Comagans and Dunkirk and uh, the Four State Comic Con here in Hagerstown, Maryland, and, and we've just done all these like little smaller cons, and we did New York Comic Con last year. But yeah, you, what you find is that there's this uh, this desire, and especially when we go to a convention and we do press. When, uh, especially among cosplayers, we'll tell them a little bit about what the show is and that we want to interview them and their immediate reaction nine times out of 10 is this is so needed because I'll meet people that will tell me about how this character, why they feel a connection to this character. And it's, you know, it's an inspiration or it's a, a drawing point of escape for them. So I do find that there is a lot of positivity and there's a lot of acceptance in the comic book culture. Yes. There is also that 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 you know that negativity um, sometimes, and you know we might not see it as much. And I think it's kind of one of those things that it's it's background noise. But uh, I sat into a panel uh, at a con last year, and it was talking about like you know cosplay and you know how people really put themselves out there as cosplayers, and you need to have. A nice and there's there's a, there's a movement among among some of the cosplayers you know cosplay doesn't have a body shape and and I, I love that because it's you know it it means that if you're not quite skinny enough to be comic book wonder woman 
still embrace that. Like, you know, yeah. Wonder Woman is a symbol of power, not of cleavage and legs. Oh, absolutely. And, and there, there's an acceptance from people who understand that world. I, I do agree that there is some negativity out there, but it is background noise or it's from people who don't understand the cosplay world or that acceptance. At least that's what I find. No, no, you're totally right. And I, I, uh, we, when we kind of started doing this, cause my wife and I, we will at some, sometimes during these, during these conventions, we use this as a platform for ministry. So when we kind of tell people about what we do as far as ministry, it, you have to explain it. There's, there's a lot of confusion because people don't understand that there's, you know, these comic con conventions, they don't understand cosplay. And it, so you, you do kind of have to understand it, the, the negativity of it as well. And I think that you, it's one of those things that you have to take with a grain of salt and embrace the culture for what it is because comic con as a culture is one of the most unique people groups in the world. You can have, people break bread <laughs> yes. that would be from two completely different, you know, walks of life. But this one fandom brought, brings them together. Right. They have that commonality that, mm-hmm. bring, that unites them, so to speak. And it's across cultures. It's across ages, genders, um, sexual orientation. At least that's what I've felt. And I, you know, I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, if you could just go to a comic con, you can just restore your faith in humanity at least for a day. <laughs> don't turn don't turn on the news. But you know when you see um a mini Goku from Dragon Ball Z playing mm-hmm. around with an elderly Vegeta, it's it's awesome to see just how people interact. I really do believe everyone should like attend one at some point because it's just an environment of acceptance for the it most part. It is. And and I I love that. I love that this is a culture that's completely accepting because I have friends that, you know, by cultural definitions, we should not be friends because of the backgrounds that we have or the things that we believe. And but we're united because we like Superman or we're united because we love Star Wars or, you know, there's the and there's all these these commonalities like that's I, Ironically, like my best friends that I, I have today, the people that I talk to on a daily basis, like they are my best friends because of this world, because of these these fandoms. And I love being able to turn people onto fandoms as well and like giving them suggestions and saying, well, it's it's not really as bad as you think it is or, you know, <laughs> give it give it a second shot. Well, you know, to, to that point that there is some fandoms that have a bad seed about them, but you know, stay away from that. Not, not everything is bad, but I wanted to ask you when you said that you were talking to cosplayers and they said it's much needed. Did you find that was across ages? Was that, was there anything like everyone was saying, Hey, mental health, we need to talk about this. Honestly, the most of the cosplayers that we we've had on our show or during these conventions have been probably, anywhere between like early twenties to maybe early thirties. So, but I think that we have this common misconception about suicide and we think that it only affects youth or we think that it can only get to, to people of, you know, a certain age. And that's not the, the, the case at all. It's suicides is, a factor. It's the second leading cause of death from 10 to ages 24. Uh, it, it, the most common 
people in the most common age group that it affects are uh, middle-aged men. So I, I think that we, we kind of have this, this misconception and this stigma and there's conversations that need to be had. And when we would interview these cosplayers, they would just kind of be taken back. Uh, we interviewed a, a cosplayer uh, back in March and she just was so blown away that this, this was a thing that, you know, taking these, these worlds and but using it as a platform to say, Hey, look, there's hope. And she was a survivor of almost losing her husband to suicide. And you look at, you look and you hear stories like that and you say, but no one's hearing this. No one's hearing the person because they're just too busy seeing the cosplayer or the outfit. And to me, I, I want to put on platform the, the stories behind those persons. And I totally agree that, you know, they're justified in saying that it's, it's not, uh, it's not something that is, is not being talked about as much as it should be. Do you have an idea of, or a, a thought as to why mental health talking about it is such a stigma? Like, why don't we talk about it? One of the things that I, I agree with a lot, and we, we saw this a lot when we did the great Philadelphia comic con was stigma exists because it's so easy for someone to be able to see a actual sickness. So if I had a cough or a cold or allergies, that's something that you can physically see ailments for as something that you can physically see with your eyes and your hands and hold something like, you know, mucus or see a cough with your own eyes. And, but mental health is something that we can't see. It's something that something like, you know, bipolar or schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder, all these things that we can't see because it's all mental. It's all in our head. And the stigma, I think that exists for one of two reasons. I think a stigma exists because it's something that we can't see. And so if we can't physically see something, we as a society, both as a Christian and a, you know, a suicide prevention advocates, I think that we have trouble believing in something that we can't physically see or can't physically grasp or can't physically wrap our minds around. And so I think that exists for on that playing field for one. And for two, I think that it also exists because, you know, this is the generation of Instagram and Snapchat and we want our best out there. We don't want anyone to know that we're less than the person that we're portraying on our social media. And so we have this stigma as well. I think that, you know, it exists because we want to personify this image of, of who we are. And that's not always a hundred percent right all the time. No, you know what? I agree. Um, I'm glad you said that about the first point, uh, both points, but the first point, it's interesting. You say that if we can't visualize it, we have a hard time believing it. And my dad isn't in the greatest health and he has a handicap sticker. And so he has to park in a handicapped spot, but he can walk, he can talk, he can move around. Um, but because it's heart issue, he can only walk certain distances. And so if you didn't know that, he doesn't have a broken leg, he doesn't have a broken arm, nothing like that, nothing visually. Um, I have heard stories of people who have parked in handicapped spots and have been have returned to a note on their car saying, you know, that these spots are for people who are actually handicapped. And it's because they didn't see that person with 
a bandage, a crutch, or, you know, a wheelchair or something. We're so quick to make judgments that if we can't have that visual representation of the illness, we can't have that scarlet letter, so to speak, you don't have it. And yeah, I think it goes to all places, but mental health, especially. Yeah. And, and it's a shame that we, we don't do that. And so one of our, one of our, you know, like, yes, like you talked about, like we are a podcast, but you know, we're so much more than that because, because of how big suicide is in, just in the two years that we've existed as a podcast, we have seen suicide increase by 2000 people a year. That's crazy. And yeah, exactly. And it it just blows my mind and it makes me cry and and weep and broken. And so that's why we've extended into doing press for conventions and speaking engagements and panels and, you know, guest spots on, on podcasts like this, because we want to get the conversation going and we want to see this stigma broken. And, uh, our ultimate end goal is to be able to get education and curriculum taught in schools because if kids are going through puberty, which is, you know, right around the, the time that emotions kind of start, you know, going a little bit haywire in the body, things that you, that you didn't used to feel, you feel to a more extreme now. I, and, and we need to teach kids about things like depression and saying that it's okay to not be okay. As long as you're opening up and, and getting the conversations out there that need to be had. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's almost like everyone's affected, but if you can get the kids, the youth, to work on themselves, be more confident, embrace issues of mental health, and that it's okay to to feel what you're feeling, and that you're justified in doing that, then hopefully, because I, I think you're right, it's not one that we can kind of fix right away, but you're making steps to have these conversations. And you're working closely to kind of spread it amongst um, like with these conversations, as you said, and with comic cons and stuff, do you partner with things outside of the comic con world in maybe the comic book world or pop culture or anything? Uh, We do actually, we, we partner, we've over the years um, we've partnered with specific comic book publications. We're actually right now working on our first mini series as a comic book that will dive into the, spiritual suicide of suicide and depression and the kind of it's it's kind of like uh to to describe it i guess best it would be like inside out meets crisis on infinite earth so it's just a little bit darker and 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 more real and so we we've we've worked with them we've worked with uh we did a it's been done for like a year but we haven't haven't had it done and printed out yet, but we put out a two pace informational thing. We teamed up with an artist from Italy to produce it. Uh, I just got off a phone call tonight about having advertisements for, for, for what we do in a comic book. So we, we've been able to partner with them on a business side, but we've also been able to partner with them and do reviews as well. Because one of the things that, you know, when we were talking about expanding and, really thinking how do we grow what we're doing here on the podcast and bring this to new platforms, comic books. We, we started reviewing comic books and we've partnered with a network now to where we're now we're starting to do movie reviews. So all of these independent creators are bringing their audience in to hear our message of hope and are the statistics for them as well. 
Do you also, as you're doing this, because that's amazing that you're kind of expanding and branching out the way you are. You guys talk about how mental health is perceived in these mediums. Uh, we, we, we have in our podcast format, we've done special episodes that have been dedicated exclusively to themes of mental health. We put out one last year on breaking stigma. We put out another one last year that was about, uh, eating disorders and, and bringing awareness to them. And, you know, the, the mindset of, of that as well this year, we, uh, we put out another one. I mean, we've, we've put out several different, you know, themed episodes. We're working on one right now that's going to be looking at the, the church in euthanasia, which was a cult out of the 90s that promoted, you know, suicide as a way to help the earth. And so, you know, Wait, you're every, serious? yeah, yeah. Oh, man. They, uh, <laughs> ooh. it's, uh, it's one of the weirdest things. They, just, just Google it. I, like, I'll send you a link when we get done recording. It's, it's one of the most bizarre, like, human things that's ever happened in all of the last, like, 25 years. I'm blown. Yeah, <sighs> please do. I, I'm blown by that. Um, but yeah, we, uh, so essentially, like, we just recorded an episode last night on a Batman, uh, manga or anime, sorry. And like we looked at a mental health, we, we, we pick out mental health themes in the things that we cover. Um, I hope that answers your question. I no, feel like it, I does. Kinda... it does. Cause I, I, I'm curious cause you know, oftentimes people get their education from these mediums and I'm curious, you know, are they portraying it accurately or fairly necessarily, you know, and some are, some take it seriously, some take it to heart and some probably phone it in. I don't know. And so that's why I was always curious is when you do those reviews, are you finding that it's pretty fair? Yes and no. I mean, not every single thing that we review is mental health based. You know, we have obviously you know, being pop culture, we do embrace that. Um, but we also look to bring awareness. So like last year, for example, we was 20 years since Chris Farley passed away. So we would do these special episodes where we would go through and pick out one of his movies to talk about with a guest. And we would use it as a way to raise awareness for people that were struggling with addiction mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of bringing that in there. But I think a lot of the times that, we are seeing, I think that there's a shift in our culture. So we're starting to see, uh, these mental illnesses or these, you know, taboo topics kind of slowly make their way into our culture. You know, last year, Power Rangers was a great example because it broke the stereotypes of the original one and embraced, uh, things like, you know, autism and LGBT themes while also, you know, really embracing this, this, you know, this campy property. It it showed that it could really bring depth to these issues. Well, that's a good point. And that's a good example. I, I think a lot more shows and televisions, uh, movies are kind of taking a step towards that to kind of be more inclusive. I mean, there's ways to go, I'm sure, but at least it's being brought. It's not no longer being hidden, at least actively from other things. So, Josh, let me ask this podcast, the movement that you're doing, the work you're doing. Is this something you'd like to do full time? 
absolutely. And like I said, our, our ultimate goal is to, is to do this full time as a, uh, as a 501 C three, because we really, really, we want to, like, I, I really like that, uh, what the American foundation for suicide prevention does. I feel like the way that we approach things is a little bit different than the way that they do. And they, they are, we just went to a brunch, uh, for them this past Saturday and, the way that they do stuff and like the way that they use their money, it, you know, they're, they're, they're really on trying to understand how the brain processes things like, you know, depression and suicide and mental illness. And I love that. And I stand behind that and they're a great organization, but our ultimate goal is to be able to have these conversations and do it full time to where we are seeing these curriculums be brought into schools and American foundation for suicide prevention is making steps towards making that happen. And that's great. But we, we really, and, and we, we support them and we want to, we want to follow in that. I don't shadow, I guess is a bet the best terminology, but yes, we eventually want to be able to do this full time and, and to travel full time and, um, you know, expand and, and, and do other, you know, markets, uh, not just, you know, podcasts and YouTubes, like we said, we're slowly working on comic books now. And, uh, we would like to eventually get to be able to do film at some point. So no, that would be awesome. I mean, to your point and to your credit, I, I think what you got, what you were doing and what you're trying to do hopefully in the future is unique and is a different way to approach people that, you know, what the American foundation is doing is, is awesome and is needed just as much. But I think there's room for both of you guys. And I think there has to be because I think you will reach people that they will not and vice versa. And I just think that partnering with each other or just, you know, working together to do it, but staying in your own lane in the sense of not compromising how you're doing it. Because I think what you're doing is so needed because it. It makes it friendly. It makes it approachable. I want to talk about it because this is something I'm comfortable with. But once you start talking about research and found and numbers and, and facts and, you know, then I might shy away. But whereas someone else might need that versus, you know, I'm not really comfortable talking about the way Josh is talking about it. So I, I really do hope that at some point that you both can kind of maybe work together or partner. The fact that you guys are at brunches together is awesome. I can't wait to see you do this full time. Cause I think it's so needed. Thank you. And I mean, like we, we we're trying right now, like our, our biggest thing for 2018 was really to, uh, last year was, we, we felt we really wanted to be able to, uh, plant seeds for lack of a better term. So like we did the Philadelphia podcast festival and like got inducted for lack of a better word. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Like I, my wife and I, we got cool little business cards. that was like, Philadelphia podcasting society. And I was like, this is so cool. It stays in my wallet now all the time. <laughs> um, but like having that, and then we have like, a uh, a group of churches that we're connected with in Virginia. And so like every time, like we go down there, like we're able to plug in and educate people. But also when we do events down there, we have somewhere that if people want to have religion as an alternative to, break through their seasons of depression, they have that available. And we've been able to like, that was, that was our goal for last year, but this year has really been on connecting locally. So like 
the out of the darkness walks. If someone's listening to this and you want to be like, I want to get involved. American foundation for suicide prevention does these walks called the out of the darkness walks. And you walk in awareness to, uh, have people to, you know, raise awareness and, and get conversations going on suicide. And we're, stoked to to be able to you know just even set up a table and and do a live podcast there this year whereas last year we just went to check it out and it's just about making those little steps and those little connections and saying you know hey this is what we do we'd like to partner with what you guys do and moving you know growing from there yeah that's amazing yeah you're definitely growing if you're you went from checking it out to now doing a podcast live there and guys, we're going to try and have the links to these things on the show notes page so that you can get more information about it. Josh, I, I have a question for you about, you know, what you're doing and stuff. But for someone who's listening and isn't sure what to do and is, is resonating with the conversation you're having, how can they get help? There's multiple ways to get help. And the easiest way is to pick up a phone, call the Suicide Lifeline and I didn't actually know this, so I, I learned this, but the way that the suicide lifeline works is when someone calls the the satellites, for lack of a better word, they under they program and see your uh, area code. So they actually match you with people that are in your county and in your community. Oh, wow. And yeah, I thought that was so cool. That is. And so you uh, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, and now you also have it to where you can text anonymously to 741-741 and just have conversations with people. We live in a texting age and it's only a matter of time before people were able to, you know, want to have these conversations via text. And I think it makes it a lot more comfortable. It appeals a lot to more to the younger demographic that might might not want to call the lifeline because, you know, a parent or a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend might hear them and think less of them. So it's a great tool as well. And there's also a, I don't remember the website's name, um, but there's, I'll, I'll get it to you, I promise. Um, but there is a way that someone you can log right onto a computer or right from your mobile phone and you can actually have a conversation similar to that of like Facebook Messenger or AIM just stuff like that. And of course we make ourselves available. So if someone should be listening to this and connects with, like you're talking about resonates with something that our show stands for every content that we push, whether it's appearing on another show, appearing on our own show or doing YouTube, we always tell people that they can message us any hours of the night. And as soon as we were, we're available to, we'll hit you right back up. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. And guys, we'll, we'll get the links again. You can always rewind to get the phone number, but it'll be on the show notes page too. So Josh, as we wrap up, let me ask you, for someone who is chasing their dream, trying to figure out what they're doing, what is one thing you would recommend that they do? Understand that at the end of the day that there are good days and there are bad days. And never letting a bad day lose sight of your good day. Because at the end of that bad day, you still have the same breath in your lungs that you had on that good day. You still have a roof over your head that you had on your good day. You still had gas in your car to get from point A to point B to point C to point D, so on and so forth. And 
knowing above all that whether it's a good day, bad day, rainy, sunny, you have worth and you have value. Never give up. Never, ever compromise. Stay true to who you are. There is hope, guys. Josh, thank you so much for show, for coming on the show and just talking about hope, because I, I think that's an awesome mes- message that you're spreading. Thank you. And, and yeah, anytime. Like we said, there's always hope. Uh, there's hope is worth reaching for with every ounce of strength that you have. And guys, that was Josh Berkey. So glad he was able to come on the show. He's doing amazing work. And you guys can learn more about Josh, his podcast, and the work he's doing over on the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 143. That's episode 143. So remember, guys, in the words of Josh, talk nerd, talk hope, speak nothing else. Till next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.